Hi, thanks again for tuning into this podcast. I'm pretty excited for this uh, simple, clear message that I believe you'll find really helpful, particularly on this kind of post-pandemic readjustment period of our lives. Do you ever feel anxious when you're entering a new room or in a new setting? Well, if you're human, you do. Everybody feels somewhat anxious there. But have you ever entered poorly? Maybe you've entered with way too much energy when everybody else is in a kind of mellow mood, or maybe you've come in mellow or maybe a little melancholic when everybody else is in a celebrative atmosphere, Uh, or maybe you've entered a room selfishly, and that can add to insecurity. You're you're looking to see what you can get or how you can be received. Well, I want to help you with that today. What I want to help you do, first of all, here's a few steps that might be valuable. First of all, enter the room or the scenting setting with God. Enter the room or the setting with God. So, in other words, take time to enter well. Don't just rush in. Don't rush in from the car or don't just pop onto the Zoom meeting. Take a little bit of time to prepare yourself to enter well. And what you really want to do is in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, don't enter the room alone. In other words, you want to enter in with God's presence. Know that he's with you. Know that he's not only with you, and I'm not talking about psychological framing or taping so that you don't feel anxious. No, I'm talking about the reality in the spiritual realm. Enter knowing that he is with you but also know, enter knowing that you are actually bringing the presence of God with you into the room. So that's a big deal. So before you enter, kind of prepare a little bit, get yourself settled in God, and recognize you are bringing His presence. Secondly, when you enter the room, take time to read the room. In other words, Take time to look and see what's happening. Stuff was already happening before you arrived. As a matter of fact, stuff is already happening when you enter into the room. So you want to take a moment and be aware and honor others by aligning what with what's already going on with not only the uh, energy but maybe even the topics of discussion. Recognize that it's not as if the game or the party or the action or the meaning just got started when you entered the room. You know, that's what some severely uh, extroverted people think. Those people that are like the party animals, they, in their minds, act like the thing didn't exist until they showed up. Don't be somebody like that, because that's not honoring others. That is a self-absorbed way of living. Instead, align with what already is going on, remembering that it's not just about you. As a matter of fact, it's not really even about you. It's about others. We're part of a kingdom that honors other people well. Well, to do that, we're going to need to read the room when we enter. Well, how do you do that? Well, more precisely, we actually want to enter recognizing that it's not about me, it's about them. Oh, it's actually not even about them, it's about God. 
So what we want to do is we want to enter the room or the setting, the gathering, whatever the event is, we want to look to see what God is doing. That's what we're after. That's what we want to come in line with. So how do we do that? Well, first, we need to come in listening. Come in listening well. This would be helpful news for our government in how it relates to other places in the world, or how uh, business meetings start, or how we solve problems in the community. The first step needs to be to listen well. Listen to what's already happening. Listen to the content or the topics of conversation. Listen to the problems that are there. Listen and also look for affect. Notice how people are doing, how they're presenting themselves, their posture, how they feel, the expressions on their face. Are they dialed up in high energy? If so, you're going to want to come listen and see if you can engage and raise yourself even to that energy. Or are they downtrodden? Are they in a time of lament or mourning or maybe seriously considering something? If they're in that kind of deep space, either in their own persona or in their interaction with each other, you don't want to come in all bubbly and be perceived as trite and meaningless. No, you want to listen well, notice the effect well, and be prayerful while you're doing it. You're prayerfully reading the room with God, dialoguing with God, asking for his wisdom and his insight. So what you're doing is you're aligning with God's energy. That's the goal. You want to align with what God's doing in the room. So to do that, you notice first we're looking to to read the room. Now as we're reading the room and we're asking God for insight, we want to start to align with what God's doing. So to do that, really to do both of those things, we have to be aware of ourselves. What's going on in your life? What are you bringing into the room? So recognize you're not the most important thing going on. Others are. Well, actually God in others and what he's doing among others is most important. But to do that, you need to be aware of what you're bringing into the room. Are you in low energy? Are you in high energy? What kind of adjustments are you going to need to be to make? You're not going to be able to make any adjustments if you're unaware of the state of your own soul. So be aware of yourself, and then you want to align yourself, align your energy, align the desires and the cares of your heart, and even align your message with what you sense that God is already doing, or that he wants to do in that setting. Now, this is actually a supernatural act. It's a supernatural way of living. It is a kind of reliance on the Holy Spirit, a discernment through the Holy Spirit of what's going on. So to do that, we want to ask God to open the eyes of our heart now, that expression is used in Ephesians 1.18, where Paul's praying for the church in Ephesus, and he asks that God would open the eyes of their heart to the hope and the riches in God's inheritance 
and his people. What I want you to think of in relation to that is that your inner person, your heart, your soul has a kind of perceptibility an ability to perceive. We're going to call that the eyes of your heart. In a way, your inner person, your spirit, can see, can perceive. You want the eyes of your heart to be opened by God so that you can be aware of his hope. Now, his hope is in his people, particularly the people of God. That's his treasured position. But it's also his hope for his people, and not just for his people like church people, no, his people that he's working in and among. So we want God to open the eyes of our heart in step with his hope, and we also want him to open the eyes of our heart in step with with his riches. His riches among the people who are already there, and for the people. So in some way, you're going to tap into and interact with the riches that are at hand. In other ways, you're going to be bringing kingdom resource and riches to bear. So you want to have God open the eyes of your heart so that you can engage spiritually with what's going on. So we ask God to open the eyes of our heart, And then we are also praying to see what he's doing and what he wants to do. It's really asking for a prophetic opening of awareness, discernment of what God's doing. So we want to pray to see, and we want to pray to say. And there's two kinds of saying that we want. And this is whether we're in a meeting or gathering of believers or not, this is relevant wherever you go. You want to pray to say, meaning to call out that which you see that God's doing. You don't have to put religious language to it, but you're calling out words of hope to those who are downtrodden, or words of directive hope to high energy. You're, you're starting to kind of bridle where that energy, maybe God wants to lead it. So you're praying to say what God's already doing, and or you're in a sense prophesying what he wants to do. So those two I find in my own soul, in my own spirit, in my own practice, in my own development, very connected. If I have a sense of what God wants to do, but I don't know what he's doing right now, it can be very disconnected. It can sound like a word out of time, or it could sound harsh, or it could sound like irrelevant. On the other hand, if I'm very aware of what's going on, but not aware of where God wants to go, I might not be able to speak with very much hope. I'm just discerning, and there can be some value to it, but not full value. Full value is a kind of saying that calls out what he's doing and calls ahead what he wants to do. Christians, all of us, some are more gifted than others, but we all have that ability. And I can tell you it is most encouraging to others when we recognize them, we see them. They know that they're seen and cared for by the way we're relating. We're taking time to come alongside. We're praying. We're recognizing that. And when we speak hope and encouragement into their souls, what they're already doing, or what we can see that maybe if they continue or they make a shift, what that would do is powerful. So we want to ask God to open the eyes of our heart. We want to pray so that we can see. We want to pray so that we can say. And we want to also pray so that we can serve. 
By that I mean we're looking to see how we can be very helpful, maybe the most helpful person in the room. We're not looking to be a critical person. We're not looking to be withdrawn. We're looking to interact. We're looking to serve all the time, just about all the time. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be the answer person or that you're the one who's going to organize everything. No, you're just coming with a serving heart that would be in alignment with what God's doing with the affect among the people, with where they already were when we're in the room. So you're going to serve through your uh, activities and even a servant kind of authority, whatever authority God has placed on your life, you're kind of bringing that to bear for the benefit of others. Could be a prayer authority or a particular gifting. In the areas that God gifts you, those manifestations of the Holy Spirit actually serve as a kind of service, all gifting is for service, and release an authority from heaven. Hopefully that makes some sense to you. Now let me kind of bring it home for application. How well do you read the room? Some people have never even tried. They, uh, by nature, just come in as if there's no God, and if there's nothing that was going on before, they come in with their own, uh, left to their own devices, hope that they can do well relating, or some assume they will do well, but it's all just kind of happen, happen, happenstance. I want to encourage you, that's not really how the depth of the kingdom of God works. It's better to take time in an unhurried fashion. Um, I've been reading recently uh, Steve Machia's most recent book. It's called The Discerning Life, and actually my next podcast will be an interview with him. But in there, he, he breaks down and uses the word soul as an acronym that I find really helpful. <clears throat> um, and so the first step of that soul is to seek spaciousness in your soul. Secondly, you want to open your soul. Thirdly, you want to live in an unhurried fashion. And fourthly, you want to consider your lifestyle, or what I'm going to say, your life responsiveness, your life responsiveness in alignment and service or mission. So let me say that again, because this is this will help you to read a room. <clears throat> Excuse me. You first want to have spaciousness in your own soul. That doesn't happen if you're late. It doesn't happen if you're um, full of anxiety. You have to take a little moment to prepare yourself to have spaciousness in your soul and an openness to God and others as you're interacting with them and come in in an unhurried way. You can be busy. You can even get things done, but not have that frenetic, hurried activity in your soul. Spaciousness, openness to what God's doing, what's going on with people, and an unhurriedness so that you can rightly align. You can live in response, a right a lifestyle of response in service, in alignment, and for the betterment of the people there. So how well do you read the room? How well are you able to pray in line for God's discernment of what's going on? 
Are you able to say, are you a person who has grown to a place where you're pretty comfortable to call out what you think God's doing? You don't, again, have to use a lot of God language, but you do want to encourage those people by what you see that they're doing, what God's helping you to see, and how well are you able to serve? Well, where do you go from here? I want to encourage you to practice this week, to read the room. It will make you more successful, both in relating to people and in advancing the, uh, the purposes of God. So this is not a little thing. Reading the room in, with God and move, opens the door to connecting well with people and to connecting well with what God's doing. So I want you to practice this week. And how do you do it? Let's look ahead. Take a little bit of time and look at a few settings that you're going to be going into the next week. Could be meetings or could be uh, some setting that you want to go into. Look ahead and plan with God. Spend a little bit of time planning with God and ask Him to help you read the room. So you're going to do that ahead of time. Like you're saying, oh, I got something this coming Wednesday or Friday. You've got that, and you're starting to lift that up. You're saying, Lord, I want to learn how to read the room well with you. So you got that in the future. Now, as you're coming into the meetings, into the settings, practice taking that moment to prepare well so that you can enter well and not enter alone. Enter with God and then give it a shot to be attentive to what he's doing. I believe this is kind of a game changer and will be really helpful to you. So practice this week. Ask God to open the eyes of your heart that you can read the room well, that you prayerfully with God can see what he's doing, say what he's doing, and serve in light of what he's doing. I hope you find that beneficial. I do want to also encourage you, I haven't done this for a while, that um, I have a one-year coaching program that I call Get Clear, Get Focused, and Be Fruitful. And it's a coaching program that is, honestly, it is transforming lives. Um, I'm getting testimony really every week of how this is reshaping, deepening, and empowering the clients that I have. And so I'd like you to consider it if it's something that's relevant to you. It has three main kinds of things going on. You have an online curriculum that um, guides you through the process in the year. There's like 80 videos and there's almost 200 pages of download material in it. So there's curriculum, but then there's also weekly coaching. I gather everybody in a weekly group Zoom meeting, and then there's also monthly one-on-one coaching. And so get clear, get focused, and be fruitful is a way to lay a foundation for the next season, but really your whole life. In it, we're going to look at your own design, your placement in God, your sense of purpose, how to build a life or a rule of life that actually sustains your whole being, and to create a strategic plan for the next couple years. Not only so, the second half of the curriculum is all about how you can advance the kingdom wherever you go for the rest of your life. So it's pretty powerful. If you're interested in that, um, I would encourage you to go to tommygriff.com, and we can set up a time where we can talk, see if it's a good fit for you. If it is a good fit, awesome. If this is a good thing for you, this would be God's time to explore it and see if it is. If not, that's okay. Right now, walk away by learning to read the room well 
for success. Father, would you give us the ability to have the eyes of our heart opened that we would, that we would be a benefit to others in every room and every setting that we enter into, that we would recognize that you are there and at work, and we would be with you reading what's going on and availing ourselves and the resources you will release through us into those settings. In Jesus' authority, I pray. Amen. Have an awesome day. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.